Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello. I think that might be my uh, opening catchphrase. Hello, said thusly. Uh, pretty catchy, I know. It's been used for thousands of years, so it's pretty much a classic. Welcome to the Libro Cube. I am Jordan Maywood, the lackadaisical Libro Keeper Curlist. It is Monday, Ugh. October the 22nd. It's 9 degrees Celsius, um, which is pretty cool for uh, even for October. I like a double-digit morning temperature. Uh, this being the first full-flight, full-fledged, full-bore episode of what the uh, episodes will be like. This may be a, even a good episode to start with because the other ones were kind of just explanation type episodes. Uh, I'm going to call this uh, episode one. Uh, it's not, in fact, episode one. It's sort of a, a la Star Wars episode one in that it's actually uh, not the first recorded episode. In fact, uh, I've recorded three episodes before this, so it's almost exactly follows how they filmed three episodes and then many years later filmed the fourth ones, which they called episode one. So is this going to be as popular as Star Wars? I think uh, with that sort of formula in place, uh, it, it must be totally makes sense. Uh, Mondays, uh, or as we will refer to them henceforth, Movie Mondays, we uh, will have a sort of base theme of talking about movies. I guess some, I guess something that uh, I will mention at least once at the beginning of episode, of every episode is spoilers. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, as I have mentioned, and when they talk about movies, I like the ones more when uh, they talk about movies as if uh, we have all seen them, as opposed to trying not to give things away. A uh, prime example of that is a podcast called How Did This Get Made, in which they talk about I don't want to say bad movies, because it's usually movies that I enjoyed, but uh, bad movies, yeah. They talk about bad movies. Bad bad movies that may have reached the point where they've turned into good movies, which bad movies can do. You reach a certain point in a bad movie where it turns into a good movie. Um, I think a good example of that or a great example of that, probably my favorite example of that, is Big Trouble in Little China, starring uh, Kurt Russell, who has done a lot of, uh, who has done a fair number of bad, great movies, or great, bad movies. Uh, 
This weekend I watched five movies, which is sort of an average. Uh, oh yeah, uh, spoilers, that's what I was talking about. Spoilers, uh, I'm going to have them. So I would recommend uh, if you have not seen any of these movies, then maybe uh, skip to another episode or skip to uh, the part of the podcast where we talk about another movie. Or, if I talk about a movie that there's no way in hell that you would ever see, feel free to listen, because I will probably give things away. Uh, Because that's how I like listening to it, and makes it easier for me that I don't have to censor myself and try to figure out ways to say things so as not to give away plot points and what have you. Okay. With that said, we'll start with the first movie I watched, which is kind of a interesting one, as it was a movie uh, that was done on YouTube. I am a Star Trek fanatic, uh, which is where the word fan comes from, fan fanatic. And uh, the movie I watched on YouTube was a, uh, I don't know if you could call it fan-made, just because most of the stars were actual stars from the Star Trek franchise. Uh, I think that it was done by uh, Walter Koenig, otherwise known as Chekhov from the original series. Uh, I think he was sort of the backer behind this. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, Anyways, uh, so it was sort of a lower budget, I guess you could say. Sort of a a B-ish movie. A B-ish Star Trek movie. I am uh, a huge, uh, just to alienate some of my viewers right off the bat, which is always a good idea, I'm a huge uh, Star Trek over Star Wars guy. Um... That being said, I want to uh, show that I am not 100% biased when I say that this movie was not so great. It was, it's sort of a uh, direct-to-DVD movie, although I think they even skipped that, although I think they even skipped that step and went direct-to-YouTube movie, which is an interesting choice. Uh, The movie, of course, I am talking about is Star Trek of Gods and Men. Um, The plot, it was was not that bad, actually. Um, Sort of an alternate universe story, which I've, over the course of years, uh, watched and read and seen many different shows and movies involving alternate universes. And they're usually pretty good. I like that sort of, uh, that sort of theme. Uh, the perfect example of that, of course, is the television show, uh, Sliders, in which they traveled from alternate Earth to alternate Earth throughout the entire series. Um, in fact, since I brought Sliders up, uh, I, uh, actually had the chance to meet John Rice davies played uh, Professor Arturo 
on sliders. Uh, of course, uh, many of you will know him as Gimli, the dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Got the chance to meet him and get his autograph. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Anyways, back to Star Trek of Gods and Men. Right after this, um, I had plans for sort of a games and things of that nature on the show. Uh, one game that I thought of and haven't done yet is uh, that every time I see Roadkill, which driving these country roads I see a lot, uh, we were going to play the Roadkill Diet Game in which I would yell out Roadkill and name a food item. Uh, it's called the Roadkill Diet Game because um, when I yell out the food item, maybe you associate it now with roadkill, and next time you won't eat as much as you normally would, you fatty. I. That's the theory anyways. Now, I've found that I'm not uh, paying too much attention to roadkill as I would as, as I had in the past when just driving and listening to audiobooks. So that game is gone. Uh, another game I thought I would do is uh, called the Personalized License Plate Game in which uh, every time I saw a personalized license plate, um, if it, I would uh, yell it out. And if it was uh, just a series of letters, I uh, would try to make up what the letters uh, stood for. Again, I'm not so much paying attention to license plate license plates as I'm trying to talk. So that game is out as well. Uh, the third game, and I think the only game I kind of want to keep, is that at a certain point of every drive, I'm going to turn on the old radio, and if it's a good tune, we may get a little sing-along going. Uh, if it's just talking, nope, we lost that day, that day has come and gone. Uh, the radio station I have and have always listened to is QQQQ107, um, classic rock, around the clock, uh, they should use that actually as a... Uh, they've probably said that before. But if not, you can have it, Q107. Alright, so with that said, I'm way past the point where we would have played that game, so let's try it now. Oh! Well, looks like today we lost. We had some talk there. So, we're back to Star Trek of Gods and Men. Okay, to show that I am not totally biased um, when it comes to Star Trek over Star Wars, I will say that the original three Star Wars movies were better than this. <laughs> um, that being said, I think this is a good point to go into my uh, rating scale, which I figure everything I talk about from from 
television show to book to movie to podcast. I'll throw out a, uh, a rating there for you. Uh, my rating scale is one to five. And I am a, uh, what I would consider a generous, uh, a generous rater. Uh, not too many ones and twos for me. Um, I think that is because, um, if I come across a book or a movie that I think I won't like, uh, I would probably avoid it, which is just human nature. Why would you put yourself through something you don't want to do? As uh, Adam Carolla says, which I might be paraphrasing, if, um, if it doesn't make you money, if it doesn't make you happy, and you can't beat off to it, don't do it. So uh, with that said, not too many ones and two ratings. Uh, I also, especially for TV shows, may give sort of a range of ratings just because uh, they're so long. So if you have a one crappy episode, you don't want to let that bring the entire rating down. Uh, Star Trek of Gods and Men, I'm also going to get a give a sort of range. Uh, the range is, sadly, <laughs> I hate to do this to something Star Trek related, it's two to three. Uh, sort of overall two-ness with uh, some three highlights. The three highlights, which I might even occasionally bump up to four highlights, is the fact that uh, almost the entire cast was made up of Star Trek alums. Um, from the original series, we had um, Chekhov and Uhura as the sort of uh, main stars of the movie. Um, from... what else did we have? From Deep Space Nine, we had um, General Martok, who uh, again played a, a Klingon, although uh, that wasn't his name in the movie. He does a good Klingon, I'll tell you that. Um, we had, uh, I feel bad because I can't remember her name from Deep Space Nine, despite it being my favorite of the Star Trek series. Um, I think her name on the show was Marta. She was a, a double girl, which is like a, you could say sort of a roulette wheel girl. She ran a sort of a roulette-ish wheel at the... Uh, Quark's Casino on Deep Space Nine. Uh, she played one of the uh, uh, green Orion slave girls. Uh, also from Deep Space Nine, uh, we had Jake Sisko. From uh, Star Trek Voyager, we had Harry Kim. And also uh, at the very beginning, uh, Neelix had a part. So uh, every time one of them popped up, uh, that bumped it up to a three or four. Like, oh, there they are. It was almost as if the whole movie was uh, one big cameo appearance for all these uh, all these Star Trek uh, former Star Trek people. Uh, the story is well forgettable since I don't uh, recall most of it. Uh, it involved how uh, there was a alternate universe created in which uh, Captain Kirk had been assassinated uh, early on in his 
life. Uh, in fact, I think it was his pregnant mother, uh, pregnant with him, uh, who was murdered. Uh, and that changed the entire universe, basically, which it was interesting that he had such a profound effect as to change the whole universe. Um, the only people that seemed to notice were Uhura, Chekhov, and the one other star who I can't remember his name. He played uh, Cameron on uh, in the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I think I have seen him in Star Trek movies, and I'm pretty for, pretty sure he's just a big Star Trek fan. The universe without Captain Kirk was a much sort of darker place. It almost reminded me of... Uh, there was an episode of the original series in which uh, Spock and Kirk and I think McCoy were uh, transported to a sort of evil, dark uh, universe, alternate universe, and it reminded me a lot of that, uh, which is cool, uh, but it just was not very good overall some bad production values made it look kind of cheesy as opposed to cool and I gotta say uh, sadly some of the acting was was pretty 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 bad uh, okay so I got one, two, three four more movies to talk about so I better speed that up a bit uh, just to wrap that up uh, there was actually some other Star Trek sort of fan-made movies on YouTube, which I didn't even know they existed really until uh, about a week ago when I heard about this one. Uh, so maybe I'll check some of the other ones out, despite this one not being the greatest. We're just about uh, at work now, so maybe um, I'll try to do four movies on my way home. Yeah, that'll be aggressive, but let's do it. I'm a fool to do your dirty working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Hello again. I think that will be the sign back from when I'm done my eight-hour workday. We'll say hello again. Say hello in the morning. Say hello again in the afternoon. Cyclical. Total sense. So, uh, we left off with talking of uh, the YouTube sensation Star Trek of Gods and Men. Uh, we gave it a 2 to 3 out of 5. So now on the drive home we're going to cram in the other four movies uh, that I watched on the weekend. The first being uh, The New Daughter, available on Netflix. Starring Kevin Costner. Most Saturday nights. Not all, but let's go uh, 70% dish of Saturday nights. The Mrs. and I will get in, uh, get in a couple of movies. Uh, this Saturday we got in a bunch of episodes of a TV show, which we will talk about tomorrow, and this one movie... Uh, the Misses is a huge horror movie nut, and I enjoy them as well. 
Uh, this falls into the horror movie category, sort of, in the sense that when I searched on Netflix, when I searched on Netflix for horror movies, it came up. Um, it wasn't actually very scary, but we both enjoyed it. Uh, she gave it a, it was okay, which for her is probably a four out of five, if I had to guess. That's ringing the missus endorsement. It was okay. Me, I'm going to go uh, three out of five, which sort of middle of the road. I enjoyed it while watching it, but probably would not go to my way to watch it again, ever. I'm a big Kevin Costner fan, though. He, uh, he's done a lot of movies, and a lot of them are in that sort of, uh, bad, good movie category, I think. Um, he, uh, played a father of a little boy and a little girl whose mom had, uh, left the family and he decided to take them out to the country and there was uh, kind of a bit of a rip-off from Poltergeist in that instead of moving into a house that was over uh, ancient Indian burial ground, they moved to a house that was adjacent to an ancient Indian burial mound. Um, there's, your, there's your difference. And uh, no sucking little girls into the TV, rather transforming little girls into uh, demonically possessed beings. Yeah, that's that's probably as good a description as you're gonna get. The actual bad guys, I guess you would say, were the. I guess the best way to describe them would be demons, although that's not how they described them in the movie. It was more of a, these things have been around since before men, and are slowly dying off, but they need this little girl to, when I say a little girl, by the way, she's a teenager, uh, which kind of made it funny in that a lot of the changes that the demon was bringing out in her, the evil changes, uh, Kevin Costner, logically at first thought it was just because it was a girl, um, coming into puberty, and as they say about teenage girls, they're, they're a handful. <laughs> oh, that was dirty. So it turns out that these beings, um, we're using this little girl as a sort of ant queen to bring back their dying race. Uh, they were once gods and needed her to repopulate them. Yada, yada, yada. Let's just say that it didn't happen. Surprise, surprise. Is that a spoiler that I say that demons did not take over the earth in a movie? Uh... No, not really, because that rarely happens. I can think of it happening once. As I said, we're going to be giving some spoilers here. This movie did end uh, the way I like movies to end, which is uh, you thought 
Kevin Costner had saved the day by sacrificing himself and his daughter to take out all these, we're going to call them demons. Um, they all were consumed in a fiery explosion. You see the little boy looking on with a tear in his eye uh, and think, well, at least he survived and things are going to be okay from now on. And then just before the movie ends, you see a couple more of these demon things crawling around behind him, which gave me a good chuckle. Uh, is that sick? Maybe a little sick that I laughed at that, but it was good. Okay, uh, let's leave the new daughter behind and talk about a documentary I watched called My Brother's Keeper. A lot of, uh, I'm a big documentary buff, watch a lot of them. Uh, this one was good in that uh, a lot of the footage was from the actual uh, time of when this event took place rather than just from after the fact, which was kind of interesting. Um, it's about uh, four brothers who lived in rural Maine, I think it was. Let's just say rural New England. And uh, one of the brothers was uh, arrested for murdering one of the other brothers. They were, for lack of a better word, I guess you could say, um, bumpkins. Um, I don't want to say that as a derogatory uh, comment, because from all points, uh, it seems like the four of them were actually a bunch of really nice guys. The whole... Uh, community banded together and paid the bail of the one brother, which was uh, heartwarming, I guess you would say, tugged at the cockles a little bit. Um, from the sounds of it, and I think, oh geez, I guess I should have remembered how it ended, but uh, from the sounds of it, um, when the brother was arrested for murdering his other brother, uh, he signed a confession to the murder. Uh, the four brothers were illiterate, meaning, for all intents and purposes, could not read or write. So, it sounds as if the police sort of uh, coaxed uh, this confession from the one brother, and it came up in court that he thought that if he just signed it, the cops were going to let him go home because he was so tired. Uh, so it's almost as if he was sleep deprived. He didn't know what he was signing. Uh, even in court, when they explained what he signed, a lot of the words used in the uh, in the description of what he allegedly did, he did not even know what the words meant. Uh, so, because I don't remember exactly what happened, uh, what the end result was, we're going to assume that he did get off, which I kind of think that's what happened. <laughs> would be it would be nice to know if that was the actual result. Okay, so we're at the point in the show where we're going to play the QQQQ107 song game again. See if we get a song this time and what it might be. 
No song that time. That's 0 for 2 so far. Uh, okay, back to movies. The next movie I watched was one called Zombie, Zombie, Zombies. It's another one of those bad movies. That is good. If you like bad movies, that is. If you don't like bad movies, avoid Zombie, Zombie, Zombies. Zombie, Zombie, Zombies, I think even was full title might have been Zombie Zombie Zombies colon strippers because it's one of those classic zombie slash stripper movies. Um, There's only one other that I could think of which was called Zombie Strippers. Um, That movie, Zombie Strippers, I actually have a copy of um, one of the stars, Robert England, you will know as the original and way better, Freddy Krueger, among many other things. Um, If you have to choose one movie to see, choose Zombie Strippers over Zombie, Zombie, Zombies. Uh, It's way better a a bad movie. Uh, Zombie, Zombie, Zombies, or let's just call it Triple Z, uh, did have strippers. There was a little uh, boob action which is nice in a zombie movie. Uh, there was cheesy one-liners, which I love. One in particular I remember was uh, one of the... Oh, I should mention that some of the zombies were actually prostitutes, and some of the zombies were strippers, and they made a fine uh, distinction between the two of them. One of uh, the zombie... Uh, sorry, the strippers were the good guys, and the zombie prostitutes were the bad guys, which was kind of interesting. At one point, one of the strippers had a shotgun in which she shot off the arm of one of the zombie prostitutes and uh, said, let me give you a hand, or something to that effect, which I laughed at because that's pretty bad. Uh, pretty bad in the sense that it's good uh, because that's what you have to expect when you watch a movie called Zombie Zombie Zombies that may have been zombies, zombie zombies colon strippers (laughs) the one other thing that stands out in my mind was if you uh, I don't know why I did this but ended up uh, watching the entire credits. Oh, I know why, which I'll explain after. Uh, And then after the credits are over, there's the little surprise where the pimp of the uh, prostitutes is actually... uh, The pimp of the prostitutes actually uh, stumbles up to a couple of guys. At first, because he's stumbling along, you sort of assume that he's a zombie. Then he he looks up and says, you guys looking for some action? And uh, of course they say yes, so he says, come with me and takes them to where one of the zombie prostitutes is chained up and he says that she's yours and you can do anything you want with her. Uh, He then, uh, because she's blonde, one of the guys says, one of the guys says, I actually prefer brunettes. So he takes out a brunette wig and staples it to her head. 
Jesus. Can't believe what I'm saying this. Anyways, uh, that's a little after credits action there for you. Uh, okay, the last movie I watched is uh, the best one of the weekend. It was called uh, In Other Earth. Uh, it was a indie movie, also available on Netflix. Um, it's a story of a woman who gets in a car accident. Uh, she was drunk and hits a family of three and kills the mother and son. Um, just as this happens, this is where it gets kind of weird, um, another Earth, a uh, alternate universe Earth, suddenly pops, in, pops into being orbiting around our Earth. So imagine that suddenly, in the blink of an eye, our Earth and Moon, oddly enough, uh, splits in two and begin to orbit each other. As soon as that happens, uh, we are no longer identical. That's where things start to differ on each Earth. So that is the backdrop of the story of this woman. Uh, so they took a sort of a interesting dramatical movie and then kind of added this little twist to it, which I really like. Um, she ends up pretending to be a, a house cleaner, going door to door offering house cleaning services and goes to the uh, the husband of the of the family that she killed, he didn't know it was her as when she committed this crime, she was underage and the court records were sealed and yada yada. So it ends up that she ends up cleaning his house and of course they fall in love, as you do in a romantic movie, um, with the backdrop of this alternate earth. Uh, I'd like to try to figure out what's going to happen in the movie and something that I thought right off the bat is that she's going to go to this alternate earth and uh, try to see if the family that she originally killed uh, is still alive in this alternate earth and maybe bring them back or something of that nature um, close but no cigar what actually happened was that she, oh yeah, she uh, she won the right to take a spaceship and go to the alternate Earth or Earth Two. And the re uh, the way in which she won this right was, of course, through an essay contest. Which, of course, if they were deciding on how to who to choose to go to an alternate Earth. Of course, it would be through an essay contest. That's very logical. Uh, she gives up her right and gives it to the guy so he can go see if uh, his wife and child were not killed on this alternate Earth. Uh, and then the very last scene was kind of confusing because uh, she was happy that she had done this despite losing her love. Um, all sort of bittersweet ending. And then we see 
her version of herself from Earth 2 came to visit her. And then it ends there. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Interesting little, huh, at the end. So that is the five movies I watched this weekend. Uh, next Movie Monday, we'll hopefully have another five. Uh, something I wanted to bring up since we're getting near the end of the show is that I am a, I've mentioned I am a media consumer and, uh, one of the things I do when consuming media is, I guess for lack of a better word, multitask. So, uh, what I mean by that is when I am watching movie, uh, not with the missus, uh, when I'm watching one with her, I will do this. When I'm watching a movie, I will uh, either be playing a video game while watching a movie or surfing the, the world wide weave, kind of uh, doing more than one thing at a time, hence the multitasking. I don't like to just sit and passively watch movies or television. I'll usually have something else going on in the background. Uh, one of the reasons Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas are probably, well, they're definitely my favorite games all time. One of the reasons I think that is, is because once I do one playthrough and I have paid attention, I will uh, do another playthrough, at the very least one other, where I'll try to uh, get every single item in the game, which I have done. Uh, and then while doing that, I'll have a movie or a TV show on the go, because I don't need to pay attention as much since I've already played through it once and I know the story. So that's just a little about my uh, consumption of media. The only thing I don't do that with is obviously books, which we'll talk about on Book Wednesday, since you can't really read and do other things at the same time. Okay, I am almost home, and I forgot to give ratings for some of these things. So, The New Daughter, three out of five will go. My Brother's Keeper will also go three out of five. Zombie, Zombie, Zombies will go... We'll go three out of five as well, and another Earth will go four out of five. So as you see, I'm a pretty lenient, I guess we'll say lenient, I'm a pretty lenient rater. So, there you go. Thanks, and good night. Oh, almost forgot, it's nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. Please visit our Google sites. Simply go to bin.com and type in Google. Once at Google, type in either the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist for the podcast website. Or, Bird Cane Adventures for our sister site. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait.
till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.